that middle interview. We are speaking of Gus G of the great band from Greece, Firewind. And of course, this guy does his own albums. He has solo albums, of course. And he is also very well known for being the guitar player for Ozzy, the Ozzy Osbourne band back in 2009, 10. And he did it for a couple of years. And so we are speaking of Gus G, the great guitar player. And he'll talk to us about his solo projects, past, present, future stuff from Firewind. And of course, his experience with the great legendary Ozzy Osbourne. So here we go. Let's check it out. Let's talk about your latest album, Firewind, uh, self-titled album, Firewind, AFM Records. Uh, how long did it take to record this album? Oof. Um, let me remember. <laughs> it's, been, it's been a while now. So, uh, I mean, we... I mean, look, we started tracking drums July 2019 uh, or August, I think in August. So so from August and then we finished everything uh, by uh, January 2020. And then that's when we, um, I mean, this, uh, this is as far as the recordings, you know. Uh, yeah. I mean, I was writing like almost like a year before you know prior to that prior to you know recording starting so uh because i always kind of like compile ideas and riffs all the time in my computer so uh, yeah. and then i usually this is how i work it out like i I'll, I'll compile all the riffs i'll make demos throughout like a period of i don't know eight months to 12 12 months and then i'll pick and choose which material to present to the guys and we go from there basically Wow, there you go. So you're the one that starts off the process. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I've always been kind of like the main writer in the band. So, um, you, know, um, you know, I was writing uh, a little bit with Bob, a keyboard player. But, you know, the last few years, it's been mainly me with the music. And, yeah, then I collaborate with the singer or producer, whoever does, like, the vocal lines and lyrics. And then we kind of, like, go back and forth on that. I have some ideas and then... I mainly rely on the vocals for the singer or, you know, in, in, if, if there's a co-writer producer as well. I noticed uh, Dennis Ward produced it, but didn't sing on it. He does your some of your solo record stuff, huh? The latest record. Uh, he, yeah, yeah. So with Dennis, we started basically working at the, uh, at the end of 2015. I would say probably 2016. So the whole idea was he was going to help me with a new, kind of like the, the, the new Firewind record. At the time, we were going to put the band back again and do another record. And um, so we started writing a bunch of songs. He's like a multi-talented guy, you know, besides being a great engineer and mixer. He's a, he's a great songwriter and producer as well. So, yeah. and, he's, and he's mainly known as a bass player with Pink Cream 69 from the 90s. And um, oh, well. so... Yeah, so you know he's kind of like a <laughs> jack of all trades is the word, the right word, I guess. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Um, so he became kind of like my main co-writer the past four years. So we've done the last two firing records together. Like he took over, you know, he helped me co-produce, he co-wrote stuff with me. I like, uh, do a lot of the lyrics, most of the vocal melodies, and the same thing happened to my solo band. You know, I was. I was kind of like doing these collaboration albums and then I said, well, I want to try this power trio type of band and I told him, you have a great voice. Like when he made the demos, he just sounded really good and I said, why don't you just 
sing on this, you know, and yeah. play bass, and we get like a drummer, and the three of us can go out and tour. So that's what we did. Yeah, I saw that on the where you guys released uh, live in Budapest part one. Uh, yeah, yeah, we did yeah. like this uh, little EP. That was like some recordings we did from the last European tour. Yeah. And, um, can fans expect uh, part two? Well, the idea, well, I know it sounds kind of weird, but a lot of people have been asking me because when you put out something and you call it part one, there should be a part two, I guess. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we, right. <laughs> we, never, we never put out part two. <laughs> so, so what happened there was, it's like, you know, we had, we recorded the whole show, right? And um, some of the stuff, it doesn't belong with, uh, it, it's not, the, some of the catalog that we played uh, is not with AFM because I just recently signed to AFM like the last three years or something. So most of my back catalog is with um, Century Media. Okay. And um, so there was like some complications to release a proper live album with the, the whole material, the whole show. Yeah. So we are discussing the idea of releasing the rest of the material as kind of like a um, a bonus so, sort of um, live album, bonus material on a, on a, on my next. Whenever I do a, a new solo record, oh, okay. Uh, maybe maybe we can do like some sort of limited release where we can include those songs in there, so you know fans can get like the new music plus like that whole show or, or part of a show or something. Some of those recordings that were left out. Um, that's that's the idea. That's what I've been thinking about lately. Um, so that's kind of like yeah. part part two in a way. It is, yeah, because yeah. there's a lot of stuff that's unreleased, and uh, I mean, we can put out another digital EP, but I I, I want to do something better than that. You know, something that will have a bit more. Uh, I don't know, something with you know, there has to be some sort of a, a, a purpose, like a meaning behind this. So why not? You know, whenever it is that I'm putting out some new material, or maybe if I put out a new single maybe there can be some sort of EP at some point I don't know we have to like I have to think about how to um, package it right if you will you know instead of just putting out like oh here's a show from three years ago yeah. you know exactly now I'm a guitar player myself uh, not as good as you of course but I could see I can understand what you're playing and uh, is it in your genes or were you taught as a young boy or something how did you get this talent man you're great Oh, oh, thank you. Um, I mean, I had lessons. I took lessons. You know, I had formal training. I went to a conservatory. Um, you know, I, I learned all the basic theory, harmony, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But I practiced hard too. You know, so so it's like um, it was a combination. You know, of, of uh, you know going to a music school, but also doing all the hard work as well. You know, putting in the work and putting in the time. So I guess I was a. Uh, I had a, you know, obviously I have I have some kind of a talent for this. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not, it wasn't, you know, you need to have. It's a, but you know, talent is not enough. You know, you need to put in the work. Yeah. I always tell that to 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 kids, you know, or whenever I'm teaching and stuff like, you know, I have, some some guys have more talent than others, which which means that for some guys it might take a little bit, you know, uh, like if you want to master an arpeggio, for some guys that has more talent, that means that he might get it down in in a week, and maybe the other guy that. Might you know might struggle with it a bit more. It might take him a month or something or two months. Yeah. But that does not mean that you should give up, or that doesn't mean that you know you're, you're not good enough for this, or you cannot do it. You, you can achieve anything, you know, if you put your mind to it. So, um, but you know, I guess musicality and all those things—that's something that you know you have to have in, inside of you, and it has to come out somehow. Um, 
And there's, as you know, you know, there's all kinds of musicians. There's guys that are good at just playing or replicating or learning stuff and doing it good. And there's guys that are like geniuses at writing and composing and they probably cannot play anything else besides their own music. So yeah. everybody has their own kind of um, power. You know, yeah. Yeah. yeah, their own thing where they're good at. So um, it's, uh, it's, it's a complicated thing, but you know, I think that everybody has their own... Um, kind of like um what do you call it like their own corner where they're yeah mm -hmm. more s stronger at uh which is good to, to keep developing that you know if you're like a younger player for sure so who do you point at as your hero or do you have any influences uh who are your heroes well, oh yeah many like every guitar player you know we yeah. all do and um like i grew up with listening to classic rock and then later heavy metal so my dad had some like i mean thanks to my dad you know he pointed out some early records they had at home, like Peter Frampton and uh, Santana and Dave Gilmore, Pink Floyd, stuff like that. You know, I grew up listening to that. And then, you know, as a young kid, you know, of course, you see Metallica on TV or yeah. on MTV, like or GNR. Yeah. So those were like the early guitar heroes of mine. And and then I got into the shred thing big time, you know, after I heard um, Ingve Malmsteen and the whole shred scene from the 80s. Yeah. That kind of like became a mission in life for me. Like, I want to learn how to do that stuff. Yeah. So, but inter interestingly, interestingly enough, I, I was really into that and still am into all this technical stuff and the technical playing and all that. But I was always paying attention to the song. So... Basically, I try to fit in all those kind of technical things into songs that people can just, you know, move their bodies so they can headbang, you know, they can, yeah. you know, they can, uh, it's something that that's kind of like translates with, with the audience. I did I never really set out to make really too complicated music. Yeah. yeah you think of the audience, the, the outcome. Yeah, that's great. Perfect for the fans. I mean, you think, you think, yeah, I mean, you think like, you know, think of a, a riff like Iron Man, how simple is that? And yeah. And, power that it has and like you, it's that's the riff that you want to play to the masses you know to a big arena or to a festival so i mean the simpler the it is uh you know the more sometimes the more powerful it can be and um well you can see it in your in your writing you can you can hear it that's awesome you're doing a great job uh very cool stuff thank you let's talk about your vocalist in, in firewind herbie um great voice man where'd you find this guy yeah man herbie's great he's a he's a new member of the band great stuff. he joined us basically a year ago um and uh he he um he was a suggestion from my product manager at afm records he uh because i was looking for a singer you know we came back it was a i mean at this time last year was a very tough period for me because i came back from um this tour and the band was kind of falling apart, you know, like things were not perfect between us and mm. nobody really knew. Like there were a couple of guys that were not sure if they wanted to continue. And um, so, you know, I had to kind of like either pull the plug or make the decision of how to continue. So I, I, re I reached out to the label and said, well, look, I, I, I might need a guy to, to do this. And it's kind of a short notice, but let's see. And then they're like, how about Herbie Langens? And they sent me some links. I check him out, and I was like, "Whoa, this yeah. is the guy, without yeah. a doubt." Like, so, um, so he's involved in a lot of bands, and but you know, he he's mainly involved in uh, you know Avantasia, which is a big kind of like um, yeah. rock opera kind of thing with many great singers on there. So he's like, he does backing vocals there, and um, oh wow. yeah, so he's been doing that for a few years, and he has been in some other bands in the past, and. Um, so, you know, I got talking, I started talking to him, I sent him some music, and 
we hit it off right away, man. He was really, really nice guy, first of all. Great voice. And he could write as well, So, because I needed like a co-writer as well. So he co-wrote a lot of the stuff. He jumped. He jumped. He came on board right away, and he helped me finish the record. Like, like, and really, really, like, short notice and really fast. We we got a lot of stuff done, and this album is the outcome of it. Yeah, he's a, he's just a hurry, and he's great, man. He's awesome. How do you juggle your your solo career, and then with Firewind, uh, do you just pause one and, and you know? Well, the idea was originally was to do one year of each back in the touring days, at least before pandemic hit <laughs> yeah. the idea was to do like uh you know one year solo one year firewind and we see how it goes and um and you know sometimes there were some conflicts like i you know we would put out a firewind record and then i would get a a nice tour offer for the solo band and it's it's uh, i mean now that you know after this pandemic hit i mean my plan last year was to go back to firewind full-time and do that and not worry about putting out solo records consistently as i did in the past five years um mm -hmm. but then the pandemic hit so we we're kind of like stuck at home now so oh yeah i mean now now nowadays it doesn't matter i just write music and whenever i have something i'll just put it out i understand you own uh blackfire pickups uh can you talk to us about that yeah yeah it's a pickup company that i started this year um we uh the first project was to create these two models that we put uh, uh, exclusively on my new uh, jackson signature models that came out we debuted those at nam last year or mm -hmm. sorry this year i guess yeah, yeah in january 2020 um so i mean it was a, a little bit of a it's a fun project it's it starts so far as like a, a side like a side hustle that i have you know yeah i make a, uh, i started making the pickups and i also make some guitar pedals and um, i'm working on that stuff so it's a uh, it's very interesting for me because obviously i've been in the business for almost 20 years and um and i'm into gear obviously being a guitar player and um mm -hmm. uh, it's you know after doing many endorsements and stuff it's kind of like the next logical evolution step you know i guess for me to uh try and create products that i you know it's they're like my products instead of just you know putting your name into a yeah into a, in a product that you don't really uh design you know <laughs> yeah. or you kind of collaborate and you have a small royalty off but you know now it's a bit more of a it's it's a bit more personal you know like i um i go to the factories and i talk to the engineers and stuff and they send me prototypes and i try them out and it's it's very interesting it's it's very uh and i'm, I'm proud of that i mean we haven't really launched uh, pickups officially yet as of like you know we haven't um done like uh went out to to sell them separately Uh -huh. to retail but that's the next step to kind of like make them available and start selling them besides the you know right now you can find them they're mounted on my guitars like if you buy one of my jackson guitars they're on there but oh, wow. the next step is to uh the next step is to kind of like make them available to various dealers and distributors so that's like my next uh goal <laughs> well there you go for all the gus g fans that they want to pick that up there you go Let's talk a little bit about your Aussie gig. For fat, for people that don't know, how did you get that gig? I mean... Yeah. Well, it was in 2009. I got an email from um, somebody that works at uh, Sharon's office, the management office. And, um, and, uh, and, you know, they just emailed me out of the blue and they said, hey, man, would, would you be interested in auditioning? And wow. it's pretty crazy, you know, like I, I've, I'd never thought this would... Like, why me? Why? Well, what is this? <laughs> like, what's going on? Right. So... <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, next thing I knew, I, I learned a bunch of songs, and I flew out, they flew me out to L.A., and um, 
you know, the audition went great that day. They uh, I jammed with the band. Ozzy came down. We, we played a few songs. Um, we chatted a little bit. It, it was great. And um, they're like, you know, hey, you want to come back and do a gig with us and try it out? So, and then there was like a period of silence, you know, like a <laughs> whole summer went by and really? I couldn't say anything. And then <laughs> Ozzy, in, in his typical Ozzy uh, fashion, you know, he went out to some award show and said, um, I'm, I'm working with a guitar player from Greece, the, the country, not the musical. <laughs> <laughs> so, so then, of course, you know, then all the speculation started. So anyways, I, I did I did a couple of gigs with him. And one thing lead, led to another, really, you know, and that was it, you know. That was my life for the next seven years, basically. I mean, we're all fans. Uh, we, we all grew up, you know, with Ozzy's name somewhere. Well, uh, mm -hmm. How was it when you first met him? Were you nervous? Were you? I'm sure you're a fan, right? Yeah, of course I'm a fan. I mean, grew up on Ozzy and Sabbath and, you know, all the classic bands, man. So, you know, I, I was starstruck as anybody would be, really. Yeah. It was... Uh, Because I've met a lot of rock stars, but not like at that level, and, you know, it, until that point. Like, I never met somebody of that caliber. Like, a, he's like a mega star, you know? Yeah, for sure. So, um, and, you know, not only because of that, but because, you know, he's such a legend for, like, you know, if you're into heavy metal, that's that's your father. That's the father of heavy metal. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, so it was, you know, it, it was a crazy moment. But, you know, he's... he's uh, He's a chilled out dude, you know, at least these days. So, you know, he was like, hey, man, take it easy. You know, let's just jam and don't worry if you play a few notes. You know, it's rock and roll. That's what happens. And, you know, just you know, just play with all your heart and, you know, let's do it. So he was just very nice and very, um, yeah, just very, um, very sweet guy, you know, very warm hearted. Yeah. And um, it was, you know, it, 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 it took, you know, he broke the ice right away. So I. So, yeah, I didn't. Uh, I mean, I was nervous until I met him. Once we started jamming, it, it felt it felt right. You know what I mean? When it came down to learning his song list, Ozzy's song list, of course. Yeah. Who was the guitar player? Which which was the hardest to imitate? Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, Rhodes, Jakey Lee, or Zach? Yeah, I think they all had their you know uh, kind of like um, not difficult moments, I would say, but stuff that you were like, oh, I wonder how he did that and all that, because there was not much. You know, back in the 80s and stuff, it's not like you had tabs for everything or all these kind of video footage that you have today and access. But obviously, I learned a lot of stuff go by searching on YouTube um, and listening a lot by ear. Um, so, you know, at the same time for me, it's like I, I grew up listening to that. So it felt very felt very uh, familiar, you know. This is like the stuff that I, my playing is, if you dissect it, I mean, it all has, it has roots into You know, guys like them, you know, guys like Randy and Zach and Jake Lee and all that stuff. So uh, it's not like I, I, I struggle to learn all this stuff because I already kind of like, you know, it was part of my musical vocabulary and part of my background. Right. Um, so, yeah, but, but with that said, you know, everybody, everybody was so, you know, all of his players, you know, all the guitar players in that band had very unique styles. So, you know, Zach Weil has this very kind of like southern uh, yeah. pentatonic kind of bluesy yeah. country style and you know obviously I'm more of a European guitar player sounding guitar player so uh -huh. I kind of had to dig into that a little bit and then Randy Rhodes you know he had 
a lot of details in his playing that you should watch out for, you know, because you want to do this, those classic songs justice, you know. But yeah, I, I enjoy playing all that stuff, man. I really love your work on uh, Scream, Ozzy's record, of course. Um, oh, cool, thank you. Awesome stuff, man. Uh, who wrote that? What was the process there? Did, did you write the riffs? Uh, um, it, it was it was a strange situation for me because I um, I walked into an album that was already written, composed, oh. but there there were no guitar parts. So I mean, there were riffs, obviously, that you that you hear, but they were kind of like Kevin, the producer. He had played them, <laughs> but he's not a guitar player, so he kind of uh, edited the hell out of the riffs. You know, played like played them note for note and kind of like pieced it all together so he can present some sort of a composition, you know? So, so I get, you know, what was, what my role was to the whole thing to come in and take these riffs and sort of adapt them into a, in a way where, you know, how would a guitar player play this riff? You know, if it wasn't just all chopped up on the computer, you know, on the file, just how yeah. would you play that riff? So, we kind of worked with all the riffs like that from scratch and and there were no solo parts really so i just added all the solos um you know all the acoustic parts all that stuff but you know the, the songwriting was there i didn't I, you know these are not like my songs i cannot take credit for that but my job was to basically add guitar to to those songs yeah i dig the the last track i mean i love the whole album but i love that last little track uh i love you all It, it sounds yeah, like a, cool. It sounds like a diary, a diary of a madman kind of feel, you know. Who, who wrote that? Was was it written already, or? I think that was like a little thing that uh, Kevin wrote with Adam Wakeman, the keyboard player. Yeah, like a like an outro kind of thing. Yeah, which is which is nice because Ozzy always said, you know, I love you all. You know, he said that always at the end of the show. Oh yeah. So they, I, I guess they they took that and they made it like into this little. Um, you know, outro kind of little song, which is very sweet, very nice. Here's a different question. Uh, I've seen and I've read stories that, that you're a you're a cat lover, a cat fanatic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I got I got three cats. Yeah, you got cats? Oh yeah, I'm a cat lover myself. Oh yeah, <laughs> cool. They're very cool, nice. cool animals. It's a it's off the subject. I'm sorry. It's just a, a no. Cat. It's good, man. I love talking about cats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, here's a, a strange question. Uh, what's your best gig and what's your worst gig? Mm. Well, there's, I can't really think of one when I think of a best or a worst. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've actually had many great gigs. Um, many, many great gigs. It's hard to really yeah. point just one out, really, because there's been many great moments on stage. Most of them have been great. Um, and when I say uh, the worst gig, I hope, uh, I'm probably thinking of um, a gig where maybe the PA was not as good and you couldn't hear well, and um, yeah. or maybe the the stage was just, you know, um, so sometimes you know the, you can play like in a tiny venue and it can be great, and then you can play a big festival and it can be totally shitty, and of course the other way around, like you can have the best smallest audience like in a in a bar and they can be the, the greatest but yeah. like you need just you just need a bit more pro professional equipment so that can happen to um i don't know it depends like i i always to be honest with you man like 99 of the time i come on stage i'm thinking this was pretty okay you know for what it was so i'm the kind of guy who works with whatever you, you give me you throw at me i'm not I'm not very picky about that. Like, you know, like I don't, you know, I won't throw a fit if 
the 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 bar, you know the place the venue doesn't have the best PA or whatever it is what it is so yeah. um, so as with, long as there are people there and they enjoy it I enjoy it and um, there you go you so, work with what you got that's cool yeah yeah to me like the a bad gig is when you don't get like as much energy back from the crowd sometimes this can happen but it's very very rare you know because usually the people that will come pay a ticket to see you they're there because they they support you and they love you so it's very rare that you'll get like a shitty gig in, in that term now what's next for gus and firewind uh after the pandemic finishes of course what can fans expect next i don't know man we're still trying to figure it out like mm. right now I'm, I'm officially a bedroom guitar player <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, um, everyone is i think <laughs> Yeah, everybody. Yeah, it's not just me right now, but I mean, right, we're, we're trying to figure out maybe doing some touring at the end of 2021. That's what we're planning on. Yeah. But, you know, this is not up to us. Like, we're, you know, our agents are booking the gigs, but um, I'm not sure if they're going to happen. We have to kind of like take it day by day and see. Uh, in the meantime, I'm working on new music. I got a, f I have a, a new solo album almost finished. At oh. least I, I composed it. So uh, we're kind of tracking parts now and mixing so awesome. i will be putting out yeah i'll be putting out some solo music in the coming months oh wow um, there you go some news for yeah. the for the gusty fanatics there you go awesome uh would you like to send a message to to your fans listening to this podcast yeah thanks everybody for listening if you're familiar with uh, who we are thank you for supporting and listening if you're not go check out our stuff online it's everywhere and also all um, platforms out there i want to thank you james for the interview and hopefully when this crazy pandemic is over we can uh, make our way back to texas and play for you guys awesome man uh well it's been a pleasure talking to you gus thank you for making time and uh best of luck out there and uh can't wait to hear the solo stuff can't wait to see you guys on the road man yeah man thank you my pleasure have a good day there don't forget to subscribe to our youtube channel don't forget to download, stream our stuff on Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, amongst a bunch of other stuff, Podcast One and all that. So if you already support our podcast, thank you for thank you for donating. The people that donated on our website, wherever you may be able to donate and help keep the program afloat on the water so thank you guys for subscribing to our youtube channel and all that stuff thank you for spending some time with us to mr gus g of the tremendous firewind and the ex-member of the ozzy osbourne band go ahead and check out firewind's latest album firewind self-entitled firewind of course great 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 stuff check it out man and don't forget to keep it metal Metal Interview.